Well, we're back, and uh, the stock market had an amazing day today. It, it was up 700 points. Interest rates went down a great deal. With us today is the country's number one economist, Larry Kudlow. How are you, Larry? I'm great, John. How are you? Well, you know, we're great today. I mean, it, it seems like uh, uh, things are going the right way. But you tell us. Uh, you're, the, you're the leading economist. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Listen, a lot of couple of interesting things. Number one, Kevin McCarthy will be the new speaker. Uh, the Freedom Caucus guys came over. And by the way, <clears throat> I give them a lot of credit because they really uh, strengthened the committee system, regular order, uh, much tougher budget restraint is coming, uh, no tax hikes, regulatory authority. A lot of very good things came out of this process. Um, they may be able to wrap it up this evening. If not, uh, the final votes will be tomorrow. I'm calling this the McCarthy rally. Uh, you need some good news on a Friday. The other thing was, in the jobs report, um, you saw very soft wages. And maybe that will prevent the Fed from destroying uh, the whole rest of the economy or what's still around. The wages barely went up uh, two-tenths of one percent. And actually, in production, manufacturing hours worked, uh, fell. And overall, you know, it was kind of a weak number. So maybe the Fed's got one more rate hike in front of them for a quarter of a point, and maybe that'll slow them down. But the market liked that as well. And I think the market liked the certainty about what's going on in the House because Joe Biden's big government socialism is going to have a very hard time with a strong Republican House that will use the power of the purse at least to stop the bad stuff, and they may encourage some good things as well. Well, you know, as Americans, the, the law of checks and balances has always been with us. And with a House and a Senate divided, that's pretty good checks and balances. I know. I think that's exactly right. Absolutely right. And it's a good example of representative democracy and how well our system works. And, you know, John, I talked to Thomas Jefferson a couple of times in the past week, and he told me that this was going to work out OK. And as usual, Mr. Jefferson was right. Well, it sounds good. I mean, did you congratulate him? He did a good job uh, creating the New York Post. <laughs> that was Hamilton. That was Hamilton. Oh, it was Hamilton. Okay. Hamilton was okay. I let the record reflect. Larry should be speaking to James Madison too, because he was the constitutional guy. L Larry's well, totally I, have, I did. I did speak to Madison earlier in the week. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, it's Tony only, Carbonetti. The only guy. The only guy, George Washington, will not return my. Will return your call. Well, you know, you, uh, Rudy Washington. That's on our show often. He says he's a long lost. Uh, cousin or or uh, relative of George Washington. Well, I love that. You know, you get out your Ouija board. It's a horse of a different commune. color, that's all. You can commune with these guys. <laughs> but um, I'm glad to see the markets uh, coming back today. I was attributing the rally to there being no Congress. I figured Wall Street was happy. <laughs> that was the, that's the think, Will Rogers rule. But I think John is right. I mean, I think this, the checks and balances is very good. You had three house, three Democrat houses. It didn't work out. Some damage was done to the economy and to national security, uh, and to the uh, to the border story, and to the whole oil and gas story. So you know, voters spoke. 
I know it wasn't a landslide, and I know it wasn't as large as the cavalry that I hoped for. But nonetheless, there's big changes coming in Washington, and checks and balances are very, very important. I think it's what Americans want. I love our system. Let's just – it's the greatest system in the world. And Absolutely. And it's the greatest country in the world. And despite all the cynicism and so forth, nonetheless – the story is going to work out just fine. And I think that's just a terrific thing. Larry, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. My problem is you have runaway administrative agencies who are taking it upon themselves to establish this Green New Deal and make us Well, the EPA today uh, went wild again. Right. I mean, this is serious business. The Congress has to keep these people in check. And the courts, by the way, have to keep the these people in check because they're legislating through it agencies and you're not supposed to be able to do that well i think you know biden's regulatory assault there was a good story today in the washington times about the extraordinary extraordinary regulatory burdens that the bidens have imposed on the economy something like 330 uh, um, rules of quote-unquote economic consequence, which means $100 million or more. And that is just the most extraordinary blanket, choking off the economy, choking off the energy sector, choking off business in general. Now, look at, consider this, though. Using the power of the purse, and this was one of the reforms that came to the front with the uh, Freedom Caucus, the power of the purse can go after this. They can go after the individual agencies and roll back. Now, it's not an easy thing, mind you, because it's executive branch regulations. But the power of the purse is very, very important and at the minimum can slow this regulatory assault down. I mean, this, and this is why I've called it big government socialism. It was originally Newt Gingrich's term. It's a bunch of central planners, you know, so-called experts most of whom have never been a day in their life in business. They don't know how our free enterprise system works. So this is going to be part of the challenge of the new Republican House, but I think they will fight hard on it. Larry, the $87 billion question, will they really, you know, will they really be able to uh, cut down that IRS uh, uh, auditors of 87,000? I mean, listen, I don't mind 10,000, 20,000, but 87,000 auditors? Or is it just a lot of uh, BS to make us feel good? Don't find them. Well, no, I mean, what the way they will have to deal with that is through the next budget. Uh, this was one of the problems with the omnibus bill because um, this stuff could have been stopped sooner, John. But the next budget will be for FY24. And they will defund the uh, $80 billion uh, authorization. That money has been authorized. It has not yet been fully appropriated. It has been partially appropriated. Um, They can kill most, if not all, the rest of it through whatever reconciliation occurs. Um, You won't see that. I don't know. I'm going to make a guess until sometime next summer. But you can be sure. I mean, this is an important thing. Stay with me on this. The idea, and this is the House, uh, again, the Freedom Caucus did a terrific job on this, Jim Jordan and the rest of them, um, what's called regular order. There will be a budget resolution coming out of the Budget Committee, and then the 12 appropriation 
bills will be worked through the 12 appropriation committee subcommittees. There will be open hearings. It will be transparent. Uh, Experts from both sides of the aisle will be called on to testify about the level of spending and the policies inherent in that spending. And that's how they're going to go after that. And that's how they're going to go after a lot of the extreme things that have gone on in the last two years. So it's very, very important. I don't mean to get too technical in the weeds, but, um, you know, I grew up, I was Reagan's budget deputy, uh, and I understand how important this process is. It's been neglected for 20 years. So hopefully it will be brought back. Larry, have a great weekend. And you're going to be on WABC, our number one show Saturday mornings from 10 o'clock to to 1 o'clock. Tune in to Larry Kudlow on WABC, 770 on your dial, and WABCradio.com. And Larry, have a great weekend. Thank you, John. Bye-bye, everybody.